There were uh, between 35 and 50 Trump team members raided uh, this past weekend. Uh, well, we should not say raids, by the FBI. Apparently, there's another 14 or 15 subpoenas. It turns out that one of the key players, <laughs> the FBI employed to traipse around the P-tape, uh, has now been, uh, John Durham says, was a plant, an FBI plant, who, by the way, they knew lied. He'd lied to them four or five separate times. That didn't stop anything. The Federalist is out with a new article detailing how the DOJ is yet another agency that is hiding how it intends to rig the elections because the figurehead was told to issue proclamations to federal agencies that they must rig the elections. Tucker Carlson has a fantastic bit of paperwork from the DOJ detailing that they intend to go after people who expressed opinions about electors. But it's a beautiful day at the White House. Mr. President, thank you for unifying and inspiring a vision of a stronger, fairer, safer future for all, for our children. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I, that's an applause line. That's an applause line. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Yeah, it's a separate world, and part of that's by design. Uh, it plays to the advantage of the party that you and I know things that other people do not know because it helps the division along in the country and cultural revolutions don't get very far without without people uh, just being completely divorced from one another. That's the point of a cultural revolution. The divorcing uh, parents from their kids is sort of the last bit of that. And that's where the party's at. That's the next step. And they're in it now. Soda Weight Loss, SodaWeightLoss.com has been a massive supporter of the show. Um, it was a seminal moment in this program, which by the way, is we are now, there's a service called Listen Up. My friend Alyssa pulled this for me. Uh, Listen Up rates podcasts for listenership. This podcast due to you, uh, due to our partners like Soda Weight Loss, uh, and ultimately due to God Almighty and, and the Lord Jesus, we are now in the top one half of 1% of all global podcasts in terms of uh, listenership. And yeah, we still ask you to share the show with friends because in media, not growing is death. So even though we've got this fantastic loyal podcast family, and I can't thank you enough for that, uh, if you don't grow, you die. So we do ask you to share the show with friends. And so the weight loss has been part of that success because they were the first big company to contact us to request that we reach out to you. 
Yeah, it's a different world at, at the White House. This is the spokes liar. President Biden will be joined by thousands of Americans in celebrating the historic Inflation Reduction Act here at the White House. The president will highlight how this historic legislation will deliver for middle class families and why it's a major win for them over rich special interests. The president <laughs> is proud that this bill delivers on promises that Washington. As the figureheads spokes liar um, was reading and she's reading it's so amazing to me that that woman has her job because she apparently you know the drill believes herself to be a woman uh no one knows and then uh believes herself to be black again no one knows no one can prove that and then is same sex attracted for whatever sex means and her job is to periodically look up from a binder to pretend she's talking to people and, and and we are forced to pay for that. That's her job. It's just extraordinary. I never get over it. So she read that and then the figurehead went out and read a statement. And as the figurehead was reading a statement about um, the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, up pops Fox News. <laughs> The Dow is down 31,000 points as, as the figurehead reads this. Greg Price on Twitter is, he's fantastic on Twitter. We'll never be able to get over the image of Joe Biden speaking about how he single-handedly beat inflation as the stock market tanks over 1,200 points on live television due to inflation. I said the number wrong earlier. Thirty-one. Uh, that is twelve. It's twelve hundred points taken. It didn't tank by a. It didn't tank by thirty-one thousand points yet. As he's speaking about inflation, and this line from Pelosi. Well, let me get to this first. They had. Uh, they had James Taylor singing. Gosh, I wonder what song James Taylor played. I have seen fire. Oh, that one. Well, that sort of matches. It's a beautiful song about being in an insane asylum. Now, look, I'm not here to judge mental health. You know that I'm a big believer in being mentally healthy and seeking help when you need it. And apparently James Taylor needed it. And he sort of fell in love-ish with a woman in the, in the insane asylum. And, it was, and she left or she was taken out. But yeah, in the field of gaslighting, that's 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 almost a song that's apropos of this gaslighting. Mr. President, Reading. thank you for unifying and inspiring a vision of a stronger, fairer, safer <laughs> future for all, for our children. Your extraordinary leadership has made this glorious day possible. I that's an applause line. She has to tell uh, the people who are paid to support the figurehead. Uh, <laughs> she has to tell fellow figurehead supporters to applaud. <laughs> I think, you know, sometimes I, I've told the story way too many times about the apple eating thing and that ridiculous candy Mike and Todd show sitting there in my seat going, uh, will I ever work in radio again? Will I ever? Will I ever 
like myself again? Will I ever feel I have credibility again? I'm eating apples on radio. It's like a cooking show. And there gotta be, there has got to be people in that audience going extraordinary leadership, bringing the country together. We are celebrating this like three weeks after it passed. What's this? The three week anniversary. This is our accomplishment. Oh, yes, 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 yes. It's an applause line. Meanwhile, in the world of the war for the soul of America, being waged um, by the party against us, Mitch McConnell is part of this. He is working with Joe Biden passively, at least. And well, more importantly, working with the people who run Joe Biden passively, at least McConnell is absolutely, in my judgment, happy to throw this midterm. I don't know that he can do that, but he's happy to do it. But look at the things they're adding up. But let's start with the shadow being cast by the Mockingbird media. The Mockingbird media plays very specific roles. And one of the roles of The View is to get people who pay zero attention to any details about politics to feel they're informed. Now, if you feel like you know a subject matter, that's far different from knowing it. And when you feel it strongly and you have with it the appeal to authority or the implied credentialism of being on TV, well, then that makes it doubly and triply feeling-esque. Well, I super feel it now. So this is Anna Navarro playing her role to take the victims of The View and inform them of the illegitimacy of the Supreme Court. Now, please remember when Donald Trump spoke about the illegitimacy of the court, it was a constitutional crisis. It was a racial slur. It was all of those things, doubled, tripled, quadrupled. Now, of course, Anna Navarro is not a president, thank God. Not that she'd be any worse than the figurehead. And she's got this audience of victims. So listen to her describe what she says is an answer for dummies. And she's addressing here John Roberts, who is pretty conflicted and I think corrupted when it comes to big decisions for government. He's done some good things lately. Maybe that's because he has backup or because he can get shamed or because there's a leaker. So Anna Navarro now goes through and explains, and she addresses this to John Roberts, why people are right to consider the Supreme Court illegitimate. If he doesn't understand why Americans are questioning the legitimacy of the court, let me explain it to him. Number one. Ah, uh, Anna Navarro's going to explain things now. That's cool. Woo! Woo! Oh, applause sign went on. Two Supreme Court justices mm -hmm. who have uh, serious sexual harassment or assault accusations against them and who a lot of... No, they don't. Nope. Justice Thomas had one and it was laughed out of the world. It was one in an entire three decades of a career. One. 
And now in the Supreme Court, now it's another three decades. What, what is it? Not, not that 20 years. A 50-year career. One. One. Anita Hill, and it was, it was the least substantiated or substantiable thing in the world. Brett Kavanaugh and the rape train. She's going back to that. Oh, and by the way, Anna Navarro, well, you are now going to delegitimize organizations because people within the organizations have been accused of things. Of course, we can go back to William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III. We can go to uh, Joe Biden, whose daughter apparently feels he may have molested her. We could do that all day long, Anna. A lot of Americans think don't have the moral character to be at the court. Yes. Number two, they're making decisions that are way out of touch and against the majority of Americans. Now, that's fascinating. So the Supreme Court's job is to stick a finger in the air and say, what do Americans think? And, and again, this is not for us. It's not for anyone who pays a modicum of attention to this, but for the views audience, oh, they're extreme. They're, they're outside of the mainstream. They're, they're, they're supposed to just pay attention to what we like on The View. They, there are judges in there who have been appointed under a shroud of hypocrisy. Merrick Garland couldn't get a hearing because it was a, the, an election year, but Amy Comey Barrett got appointed and confirmed five minutes before an election. <gasps> Hypocrisy and politics. <gasps> Ooh, delegitimizing. There was an unprecedented leak of a decision. And last leak, a leak. There was a leak in a government agency. Yes, that was the first time I believe that's happened. Gosh, I wonder what side did it. And let's not forget, because it's not least, there is a Supreme Court justice who is married to a whack job, who at the very least was on the fringes, involved on the fringes of January 6th, maybe at the worst more. We don't know because the January 6th committee has not called her up yeah. yet. So I hope that that is a 101 explanation for dummies of why Americans think that the, there is a legitimacy issue with the Supreme Court. Wow. It's a good thing that the, uh, the guy who is the figurehead doesn't have any whack job connections. Wow. It's a good thing that Nancy Pelosi doesn't have any whack job connections. Wow. Or Hillary Clinton didn't have any whack job Anthony Weiner connections, Jeff Epstein connections. Wow. Separate worlds. And the job she has here is the only one side gets to do this. Only one side. Okay. What's going on in issues of import? Item one, if we're going to talk about legitimacy. We talk about legitimacy and we talk about government organizations that have been granted great powers. To whom much is given, much is expected. They've been granted great powers to steward. They're not to use this to pick winners and losers. That's not the biblical word for it, but they're not to, they're not to pick winners and losers. They're to be above reproach. They're not to be drunkards. They're not to take bribes. They're to be above reproach. They're to serve and not be served. So unbiblical behavior begets unbiblical results. Good fruit cannot come from bad branch. Technofog. Today's special counsel, John Durham, moved to unseal his, uh, this motion 
in the false statement case against Igor Danchenko. The motion provides new information on the details of Danchenko's lie to the FBI. Lies. Further information on how special counsel Robert Mueller ignored Danchenko's false statements. Expected testimony from Clinton-connected executive Charles Dolan and uh, a crazy development. So here's this: what it boils down to. This Danchenko guy was on the FBI payroll as a confidential human source from March 2017 through October 2020. And he was paid. Paid confidential source who lied to the FBI. Remember when that was illegal? Maybe General Flynn has comments on this. Who He didn't lie to the FBI, but Strzok and Page, the adulterous lovers, on biblical. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Unbiblical. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not provide false testimony or, or false witness. October 2016, the first Carter Page FISA warrant is submitted to the FISA courts, and it contained a lie. The application for the second FISA court is submitted to the FISA court. It contained a lie. January 24th and 25th, 2017, Danchenko's first interviewed by the FBI. At those meetings, he made false statements that he spoke to Sergei Milian by phone and Milian agreed to meet him in New York. Both of those were false. March 2017, Danchenko's hired by the FBI as a confidential human source after he lied to them. Uh, March 16th, right after he's hired, Danchenko lies to the FBI agents that he received a late July 2016 phone call from the individual who Delanchenko believed probably was Milian. In truth, it was another defendant, well-known defendant, as Danchenko knew. April 2017, application for the third FISA warrant is committed also contains a lie. Danchenko, in March 18, 2017, falsely states to the FBI that he was under the impression that a late, um, late July 2016 telephone call he received from Milian, when in fact Milian never once called Danchenko. June 15, 2017, he lies to the FBI agent, said that he'd never spoken with PR Executive One, that's Dolan, about the dossier allegations. October 24th, 2017, Danchenko lies to the FBI agents saying he had spoken to Milian on the telephone on more than one occasion. Uh, November 16, 2017, Danchenko uh, lies to the FBI again, stating he had spoken to Milian on the telephone again when he knew he never did. It took him three years to dismiss this guy as a confidential human source. Interestingly, he had a relationship with Hillary Clinton. Wow. Wow. <laughs> when Bobby Mueller became aware of the lies, he did nothing. The FBI had done counterintelligence investigations on this guy. <laughs> there is the continuing illegitimacy of the FBI. It's not about sex scandals. It's about a coup attempt that Anna Navarro's victims will never hear about. Item two. The Federalist has been doing fantastic work. Molly Hemingway has done a lot of this. She has a book called Rigged. It's about the 2020 elections. 
Uh, she has done great work. We've talked about this on the program and have had her on. Well, we had her on Rush's show. Forgive me. Um, Rush's show. God rest Rush. Biden, the figurehead, ordered all 600 federal agencies to expand citizen opportunities to register to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process. This is the government now getting involved in voter turnout. Certainly, they won't break that for themselves. Certainly, it's a good idea for people in government who want more government, who hate Donald Trump, who hate austerity programs, who hate conservatism to be involved in voter turnout. Great idea. So these agencies are now going out and getting together to undertake these efforts. This involves things like voter registration at, oh, like Obamacare clinics. Oh, who would be going there? Welfare clinics. Oh, who would be going there? And the article goes on. We've talked about this before. And leftist, leftist groups know exactly what's going on. They're going to partner. They'll create um, NGOs, non-government organizations. Oh, we're just to help people vote. That's the old news. Here's the new news. This is also from the Federalist, a colleague of Molly's, Sean Fleetwood. Bombshell, DOJ conceals records about Biden's use of federal agencies to influence elections. The Department of So-Called Justice is concealing key documents related to Joe Biden's March 2021 order that directed executive agencies to develop plans for federal interference in state election administration. On September 8th, the Foundation for Government Accountability was scheduled to receive a series of records from the DOJ that detail how the agency is complying with Executive Order 14019. That's the order to interfere in elections. The order mandated all federal departments to consider ways to expand citizens' opportunities. We just got that. Among these included the DOJ's 15-page strategic plan and how the agency intends to comply with Biden's executive order. Instead of releasing the documents... The DOJ released only a few records pertaining to the order, most of which were heavily redacted. In one of the emails, for example, special assistant to the deputy House or White House counsel, Devante Freeland, a lawyer, writes to a redacted list of administration officials about the submission of the June 15 interim reporting regarding Biden's executive order. Thank you for your work on promoting access to voting uh, EO implementation plans, he wrote. The interim reports, which are due this Tuesday, can be submitted by email, redacted, as a Word doc. Don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have questions or concerns. They don't want them to know which email address people are submitting this to, because that would be so easy to go get. So they're playing hide the football with how this stuff is being implemented, and the midterms are around the corner. And they're really gearing this up for the presidential election. Yes, of course they intend to rig it. This is part of what attacking Trump is about. And I hate to say this because this is going to concern a lot of people, and it should. Julie Kelly says that it is a foregone conclusion in her mind that President Trump is going to be charged. And what they intend to charge him with is basically obstruction of federal process. They intend to, uh, in my, if, if I were doing this, if I were on the evil side, I would levy those charges months before an election so that he is invalidated. Let him get on the ballot. Let him win the Republican nomination. Let him be on the ballot in all 50 states. Let him be in the lead. And then come and say, whoops, he's been indicted. Now he can't be president. 
yeah, you will get your civil war. Yes, you will. You will get your civil war. You will get people blowing up buildings. I am not advocating it. I don't advocate it. I don't want it. I'd much rather have us turn our rage into prayer. I'd much rather have us pray these people out of office. I'd much rather have us remember that it's our turn, that countries that turn their face from the Lord go through this. It happens every single time. Countries will not repent. It happens every single time. And I, look, don't turn to me for for what a just Christian war means. I don't know. And I'm not the guy to make that call. And God's the guy to make that call. And maybe we'll have to have people on to talk about what is just war theory. In fact, we'll have people on to talk about what is just war theory. So the people who are on Joe Biden are hiding all of this about how they intend to game the elections and rig the elections. But that's just getting warmed up. As we're talking here about the legitimacy of organizations inspired by the great political commentary of Anna Navarro, we're just now getting to the very beginning of it because Tucker Carlson has news to break. Remember we talked last week about the fact that the figurehead was in fact involved in the raid on Trump's house and deciding what documents that got kept. Remember we talked about that? Tucker has new new data document dumps brief clip from his show in just a second pretty cool thing uh what's going on at allen's artisan soaps um they have put uh, together these bundles for us and this is just absolutely unique to this program Okay, so no one else gets these. So the bundles begin with what's is it's a color bundle, red, white, and blue. And by the way, this is a fantastic way to introduce people to Allen's Artisan Soaps. This is the company that, it, it's not that they believe all life matters. It's that they prove it. By their very structure, they prove it. So the red, white, and blue bundle has the watermelon basil soap. That's the scent, not the flavor. Don't eat it. These aren't Tide Pods, which are tasty. Uh, Pure white, uh, that's pure white, that has no uh, scent, and lavender rosemary blue. And it's packaged together for $19.99, which is a little bit more than 15% off. And for folks who listen to this program, Todd Herman Show saved 10% on the bundle price when they use the coupon code Todd at checkout. And they always save 10% when they use Todd, T-O-D-D at the checkout, always. The next is the Botanical Bundle. So if you've ever wanted to try the soap that I use, and that's a little weird, that's not my soap. Please don't come and try my soap. But if you want your own version, your own version of the soap, it has cedarwood, jasmine, lilac, applewood, and lavender rosemary. Same as above, slightly more than 15% off when you purchase the package. 10% off when you use the coupon code Todd at checkout. And the last is an always summer bundle. If you're mourning summer going away, and please don't, it's the cycle of life. It pairs vanilla lime bar with watermelon bar and comes with the sisal pouch for $16.99, 15% less than if purchased individually. Again, get the 10% off. Use coupon code Todd at allensoaps.com slash Todd. That's allensoaps.com slash Todd. There's also, and we're going to get this up on the website. They've done a great job of showing why they hand package all their soaps. And that's one of the things that young Allen is involved in. 
who does work there every single day and inventing soaps. He's the chief soap officer and does a lot of the inspections of the soap as well. AlanSoaps.com slash Todd. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson got himself some interesting documents. It shocks the conscience of everyone who sees it. But the number of people who see it is very small because it is not covered by any media. And it's not just happening to Amy Kramer. This show has obtained a subpoena from Merrick Garland's DOJ issued in the past week. And what it demands is both unlawful and without precedent in American history. The subpoena claims to be investigating, quote, any claim that the vice president and or president of the Senate had the authority to reject or choose not to count presidential electors. Now, keep in mind that any claim you make as an American citizen about electors, any claim you make about American politics, period, is protected explicitly under the First Amendment. That's our core freedom. It's why we live here. It's why we're proud to be Americans. It's why so many American servicemen died protecting our country. Those are the freedoms that they fought to preserve. That's why nobody prosecuted leading Democrats in 2016 when they sought to reject electors for Donald Trump. Right. It's why none of those people, including Kamala Harris, is now in jail. But right now, according to the subpoena that we have obtained, Merrick Garland's DOJ is demanding all communication from the following people on this topic. And let's be clear before we read their names that it is not clear what the investigation is actually about. And that's the most terrifying part. What is this? On what grounds are you demanding my private communications with people? They never say. But included in this precedent-breaking sweep of political opponents of the Biden White House would be former White House advisor Bernie Carrick, who is the former police commissioner of New York City, Boris Epstein, who is the current attorney for Donald Trump. At no time in American history has it been okay to grab the personal communications of someone's lawyer, because those are privileged. Not anymore. Matt Morgan, Justin Clark, Kenneth Chesbrough, Mike Roman, RNC official Joshua Finley, Trump attorneys John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Joe DeGeneva, James Troupas, Rudy Giuliani. So Amy Crummer being one of the original um, Tea Party people being investigated and for personal communications. And hey, did you express an opinion? You expressed an opinion that Trump should get alternate electors just like the Democrats held that opinion? Do you remember when Hollywood spent all this time convincing, trying to convince electors to not vote for President Trump? You don't have to do it. You could break your word. You've sworn to vote as the people of your state voted or the people of your district voted, but you don't have to. You could refuse to, to, to have your vote count for Donald Trump. But the so-called Department of Justice going after people in this way. Is the word unprecedented on the tip of your tongue? Well, it was on mine. And then I got an email from a great Substack that I'm, I so enjoy. Gosh, I wish I could write like this guy does. His name is Chris Bray. Uh, I got to get this guy on the show. He's been on Tucker's show, but I, I kind of feel bad because, I, well, no, I feel hurt because he was on Tucker's show after I started talking about him for many, many months. Not that Tucker's people listen to the show. Why would they listen to this show? Why would they do that? So I want to get to his statement just a little bit, but there's this. 
See, this is a coordinated effort, as I think Tucker said, to show people what side you have to be on and that we will bust heads and to demonstrate there are opinions that are not allowed. And Stephen Miller, it's a weird dude. I know people who know him and, and found him to be very difficult to relate to. He strikes me as unbelievably smart. And he's a border hawk. You know, he worked for President Trump in that regard. The Border Patrol, <laughs> they're going to um, probe unacceptable retweets of Stephen Miller's posts. <laughs> this is a guy expressing an opinion about the border that a lot of people who are Border Patrol officers agree with. <laughs> they have screenshots of them. Screenshots of, of retweets. Violent criminals lay waste to our communities undisturbed while the immense power of the state is arrayed against those who would, uh, whose only crime is dissent, Miller wrote. The law has been turned from a shield to protect the innocent into a sword to conquer them. Wow, that's actually really well said. In another post, and that was retweeted by a, a Custom and Borders Patrol account. <gasps> Remember that the, um, the, 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 the Biden White House is engaged in politics on Twitter saying, oh, taking a PPP or PPE loans, the same thing as, as forcing people to pay for your college debt. We shut down your business. We called, we said your business doesn't matter. We didn't let you do business. Then we gave you a loan and wrote it off. Versus someone said, I'm going to take out a loan to go to college and then force other people to pay for it. In another post retweeted by Custom and Border Patrol West Texas, Miller took aim at the media, took aim. Zero not his weapon on the forehead of the media saying its greatest power is its ability to frame what is a dire, a dire national crisis, e.g. cops or racist summer 20 and what is not. Biden's eradication of our border means we are no longer republic. He's ended nearly 250 years of constitutional government. The media is silent. The tweets do not reflect the value of the administration in our work to rebuild a humane and orderly and secure immigration system. They released a statement. That's their statement. And so they're, they're going to purge customer border patrol of people who think that this is okay to tweet. And you could, you could have the discussion about, hey, should that really come out of an official account? Maybe not. But what else comes out of official accounts? A promotion of same-sex activity comes out of official accounts. A Satanist or parent Satanist is an official employee a woman who has her job because she apparently believes herself to be black and believes herself to be a woman has a job of reading lies from a binder while occasionally looking up to pretend she is talking to people. Um, let's see. The lie of transgenderism is promoted and in fact forced down upon people out of official government accounts. But yes, yes, yes. Stephen Miller. That's the serious problem. That's the threat. And that's the unacceptable thing. And that's the unacceptable thought. What was it that, uh, that the dictator of Canada called it? Canada? Unacceptable opinions. That's right. Unacceptable opinions. Chris Bray puts this in incredible focus. He wrote a piece I love. Dang it. I wish I could write like this. The piece is called Precedented New Era Old Dynamics. Had a uh, big sample of coffee. 
I had a great big uh, collection of samples of the bone frog to take to, uh, I took to the gym this morning. So people could sample it and hopefully buy it if they love it. And that engendered, caused an opportunity to have discussions with people about what bone frog means. And I was talking to a gentleman who said, oh, it's Navy SEAL owned this. Yep. Tim is a 25 year Navy veteran and Navy SEAL. And I said, man, a lot of SEALs are getting into business and writing books. Truly. And I'm reading a book by a couple of SEALs that uh, Tim gave me. He knows these guys. Oh my goodness. It's called, what is it? Dark Angel. So good. It's written from a Christian perspective. So good. Part of the Shepherd series. By the way, Bone Frog's in those books. That's cool. So this guy said, yeah, a lot. Why are they doing that? And I said, you know what? I don't know why, because I don't know them, but it makes perfect sense. People who are taught to push themselves beyond limits, people who are taught detail and excellence, people who are taught proactive behaviors. <laughs> you know, when I was, uh, well, for instance, when I was speaking um, with my friend Joel, who's a retired Green Beret and a retired senior sergeant, he was describing a shooter coming into the room, God forbid. And Joel's response was, so I have to figure out where to get to shoot him, to kill him. And Joel starts walking towards where the shooter is, where in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm taking cover and shooting from cover. There's different people. And so it is with Tim. I, I hope one day to be able to tell you the full story of Bone Frog Coffee. The fact that it exists is miraculous. The fact that it's thriving is miraculous. I, I do believe God's involved in this stuff. And that doesn't mean that you should buy the coffee. It means that maybe try it. And if you've tried it and you've loved it, I just have a simple question. Why not a subscription plan? This helps the show. It helps Bonefrog. It helps Bonefrog help the families of fallen Navy SEALs. And in my judgment, it helps you. Because if coffee is one of the pleasures of life and it helps you do good work and, and be alert and all those things, and it's maybe something you and the wife do together, why ever run out? It's bonefrog.us. Please make sure you use the .us, bonefrog.us. Here's this piece from Chris Bray. Looking at all of this in totality. You have uh, the payment processor, Visa. Uh, we're going to go ahead and categorize gun sales differently. And yeah, well, so what that could mean is that sure, uh, platforms could say, yeah, we're going to go ahead and not let you charge that. If it's issued through a, a uh, social justice bank, you could be there purchasing your gun. Sorry, your card's been declined. What? Yeah, it's been declined. I know there's, I, I'm not anywhere near my credit limit. They won't let us use it. And of course, there's the database. See, it's illegal for the government, the federal government, to create a gun owner's database. Illegal. But these are just private companies doing private company things. They're not, it's not illegal for them to build a database. It's not like they'd ever give it to the government. It's not like they'd ever sell it to the government. That's exactly what they'll do. They'll sell it to the government. Pentagon is telling struggling army soldiers, hey, apply for food stamps. Meanwhile, they're paying for men to get their, uh, their penises split down the middle and inverted in a gash to be cut between their legs, 18 inches up inside their, their uh, 
middle of their legs. It's a wound that never heals. And they shove the inverted penis in there and, and, Oh, they throw out the testicles, but they use the skin that covered the testicles for a fake labia. They're paying for that. They're paying to put uh, fake breasts in men. And sometimes if you want to spend extra money, you can get a, a, a pump so you can have a fake erection. They're paying for that. Ukraine has hundreds of billions of our money, but the Pentagon's telling army soldiers who are struggling to pay for the bills, hey, apply for food stamps. Why? Because they're parsing. They're saying, get on the side of the party. They're saying to the Department of Homeland Security, yeah, you can retweet the stuff showing that men are women, but you can't retweet Stephen Miller. Sounds unprecedented. Chris Bray writes that it's not unprecedented. As the justice, or pardon me, as the Department of Justice of a Democratic administration raids the homes of the opposition leader and serves dozens of subpoenas on his supporters, Tucker Carlson nails the meaning. It's a political operation aimed at disincentivizing future participation in politics. Merrick Garland is completely shameless and political operative using power against his enemies, but it is not unprecedented. It's amply precedented. A return to a version of more or less normal. I've written about this before, and Jonathan Turley's written about a useful piece on the same topic, so I'm not going to start from the beginning again, but John Adams and Woodrow Wilson put their political opponents in prison, and the Civil War was preceded by a long series of warm-up exercises. Twitter won't let you speak obvious truths about the mRNA injections and the genital mutilation of children, but the U.S. mail was closed to abolitionists' literature. It has not often been the case in America that power seeks to avoid losing an argument by not allowing the argument. Open society has been locked in a struggle with closed culture for a long time. We lived through a period of relative domestic peace, and it distorts the way we see the evil in our own environment. He has a picture here. Here are some coal miners preparing for a labor dispute in 1914, and the coal miners are armed. All of them. And here's the other side of that debate showing up to represent the views of the mining companies in the state of Colorado. And these guys are all armed and better armed. The miners have shotguns and single shot rifles, uh, sniper type rifles of the time, repeaters on the sides of the state of Colorado. We're not living through a more tumultuous time. More recently, Democrat Party lawfare has become an obvious go-to tactic as a giant scumbag of a local DA performatively indicted a four-term governor in Texas over a budget veto that took funding from her office. And supporters of a Republican governor in Wisconsin had their homes raided by the police acting at the, uh, the, the directions of the mostly Democratic prosecutors. That was the uh, John Doe investigation, blatantly illegal, blatant, blatant rape of the law. In Michigan, the offices of the Democratic Attorney General has appointed a special prosecutor to open a criminal investigation into the Republican candidate for Attorney General, the person currently running against the Democrat Attorney General. There are no mysteries about any of this. Democrats think it's a crime to disagree with them, or at least they find it useful to pretend they do, and they use the criminal justice system to harm and impede political opponents. Merrick Garland is using the FBI to keep Donald Trump from running for the presidency again full stop. We've faced this behavior before and Americans have defeated this behavior before. Nothing that we see uh, that we face is as dire as the Colfax massacre. Don't catastrophize, organize. 
When striking about the current crisis is the degree to which political parties criminalizing a disagreement is running from discussion. Democrat Kate Hobbs campaign Sunday announced that she would not debate Kerry Lake. He writes towards the end, by the way, the attorney general in Michigan is refusing to debate the opponent. She wants investigated as a criminal. That's weakness and panic. And it's pathetic. John Adams imprisoned his critics. Then he lost the presidency. The naked turn to the suppression of dissent and use of government powers to attack political enemies in a sign of decline and failure. Merrick Garland is the weak man he seems to be. People who act like this have no argument. They have no future. The same is true all over the world. And the leader who responds to peaceful protests by ordering banks to freeze the accounts of the protesters is not in the ascent. Drive on, he writes. Drive on. Great piece, and it's linked, and I would appreciate it if you would click on the link and subscribe to Chris's work. It's just, it's, it's utterly stellar every time. Do you not share his point of view that we should drive on or that we can or that we're not in these dire times? Well, I don't necessarily agree with him. Here's why. Tech. The tyrants of the past didn't have tech. They didn't have biotech. They didn't have 5G capabilities. They didn't have the capabilities to patents because who could think of it, of using mosquitoes to spread a so-called vaccine against your will. They have that now. They have the ability to track us wherever we go. And despite what you think, and I use Faraday bags sometimes if I'm going to a, a meeting that people don't want any any possibility of a device leak. Yeah, I have a Faraday bag. <laughs> I'm also quite, quite aware of the fact that if they want to follow you, they're going to follow you. And I don't live in paranoia. And I don't think I'm that important. The people really care to follow me. I don't. Why would I? So tech is different. But there's also a hastening. And I'm of two minds in this. See, demons prefer to occupy the dark. They prefer the dark recesses of our mind. That's when they whisper to you at night, you're not a good father. They're lying. You've done the best that you can. Your loving father has done the best that you can. That's when the demons whisper to you at night. It's just lunch with her. It's just lunch or with him. They're lying. It's not just lunch. It's cheating. It's a precursor to cheating. That's when they whispered. They love the dark. Look at all the times the demons were found out by the Lord Jesus and how they panicked. What do you have to do with us, son of man? They knew who he was. He cast them out. They very panicked. So I'm of the mind that the demons are panicked. That they know that God is moving and he's made a decision to have a great, great revival, a great, great jubilee. I'm of that mind. I'm also of the mind that one day there is no jubilee. There's no jubilee. One day it is the end times. One day all these dark signs do add up to the end times. One day that happens. But see, here's the great news. What I think doesn't matter. What you think with all due love and respect to you doesn't matter because the Bible clearly tells us no one knows the time or the day that the Lord returned. No one. Does it change how we behave? 
Are we the look busy Jesus is coming people? No. The signs and wonders to come will come. The demons could be panicking because they think they're losing and the signs and wonders of the future will come with the Lord Jesus. They could be celebrating because they think they're winning and they're not. Because the signs and wonders to come will come. Why? Because God promised it. So Chris Bray's piece of writing, I love it. I wish I could write that way. My optimism comes from a different source. It comes from the fact that right now you stand in victory if you simply accept the free gift of salvation. Then you stand in victory. You don't need to question who wins. And I like standing in victory. And I'm deeply grateful for it. Does it mean I'm giving up the fight? <laughs> nope. I want the greatest consolation prize in the world, and that is the saving of the United States. Greatest consolation prize I can imagine. This is the Todd Herman Show. We so appreciate it when you share the show with friends. Um, we've been truly, truly blessed by God and by you. And to keep growing is to reach a point where we can have some confidence we'll be around for 30 years. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And let me just ask you, hear me with this. I am so thankful that God gave us you guys as our base of listeners to each and every one of you to be in the top one half of 1% of podcasts, to be nearing our 5 millionth download this quickly. I'm so grateful that God called us together. Thank you.